0: And we're live here on Facebook. I'd like to welcome those listening in podcast land. And, Rich, uh, I want to welcome your doggy who's in the background. Uh, yeah, people... yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, he, he got out of his bed because uh, uh, the wife came home. So.
0: Yeah.
1: We've got to see who came in. He heard the garage door go up.
0: Yeah. So, um, and uh,
1: also, uh, welcome to all those watching us on the YouTube.
0: Yeah. So, Rich, uh, you have your dog. I have my, my, my new fish i don't know good. if we talked about it last week but
1: we did we did you, you're...
0: lots of fish um so uh how's your week
1: you know it, it was good so um health wise was a little still kind of recovering from a cold to have a little bit of a gout flare up
0: Ooh, so yeah, no kind of
1: walking a little gingerly for two days while it was dealing with that but um we bought a new car
0: yeah, that's a always car fun. Over
1: the week um, On Monday night. So, a 22 CRV. Nice. Technically, it's used because somebody just had to have leather. So, they traded it in their car so they could get one with leather. So, we got a good deal on it. And it, uh, not only gets the manufacturer's warranty being a 22, we also get the certified warranty on top of that so a new car with only uh 1200 miles on it
0: wow well wow. i mean you can buy a new a brand new car with more miles than that on it just from test drives and all that stuff
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: so good on you guys that's exciting uh and uh, like, uh
1: how was your how, how was your week
0: it was good uh it was it's a little weird to be back on a quote-unquote normal schedule getting back into the the swing of things um Interesting and always fun, but uh, you know, back at it and uh, trying to trying to get some recovery done. Get not that we were sick or anything, but just traveling. Mm-hmm. Had to do the do an oil change in the in in the wife's car. Get the baby back on a normal schedule. Who hasn't been on a normal schedule for the last two and a half weeks? Um, trying to get her back on. On schedule and ready to go, and then just in general, work and school, and or work and and Danielle having school and school's starting to wind down, but it's not quite. It's we're in that like last three weeks of school is where we are. Uh, mm-hmm. It is the last week of of April, and it was still we still had days. It started in the twenties when I went outside to leave for work. So, I mean, yeah, it's just it's it's a little rough yeah I, I would
1: have expected it to be like in the 50s and 60s every day by now and we're still getting days in the 30s yeah it's kind of weird where's the where are all the where? what about that where's that global warming we keep on hearing, uh, hearing about
0: it's climate change now rich and oh it's, it's
1: climate change now
0: <laughs> it's yes it is still affecting us okay um, but anyway so let's move on uh, as we do we're going to get into the show. Uh Rich, man, we have a lot to talk about by I mean, we have the draft, which is going to take yep. up the majority of our time. Um we have Stanley Cup playoffs to talk about. What else do we got th- this week, Rich?
1: Um uh, we're going to have to talk about the Cubs even though as they're not playing too well, but we still got to talk about them. And uh we got a new member of the 3000 hit club and uh, we finally know what the league is going to do with Trevor Bauer, and um, and then we'll also be going into the NASCAR corner to uh, give you our picks for the Duramax Dryden Four Hundred over at Dover. But Mike, what do we got to do first?
0: We got to roll the intro. Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa. This is Bald and Sticks, the podcast, with your hosts, Mike and Rich. And we're back. Uh, I'd like to welcome you back to the show. Um, so, Rich, this week, we had a poll question. Uh, we're still in doing music. We're still just talking about random music stuff. Uh, this week, it's going to be... Um, Specifically football football music. Uh, We have the Super Bowl Shuffle and All My Rowdy Friends and Mr. Touchdown USA. I don't know Mr. Touchdown USA. never didn't didn't actually take the time to listen to it this week. All My Rowdy Friends, the theme song for Monday Night Football for the past 30 years.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Or
0: more. Um, Good old Hank Williams Jr. just rocking it out. And then the chicago bears super bowl shuffle so uh it has been i mean lots of stuff going on and uh um so yeah
1: so mike i I went with all my rowdy friends it's it's had a lot more staying power then and it's still currently being used. How many times did you tune into ABC, ABC on uh, when you were growing up and you heard Hank Williams Jr. Yeah, melting out the song before they uh, before they cut to Al Michaels and one of his
0: whoever it was that partners. week, yeah. yeah,
1: whoever whoever it was on that particular season of the NFL.
0: Yeah, no, I totally get it. Um, I just I, you know i had to pick the super bowl shuffle uh we did have a very low vote this week uh as mm-hmm. there were only five votes um josh and josh couture your brother-in-law and you vote both voted for all my rowdy friends me and your dad and mark johnson
1: johansson okay. or johansson
0: sorry All vote, all voted for and i we, there were three of us that voted for Super Bowl Shuffle. All right, only two for all my rowdy friends. Oh, okay, gotcha. So Super Bowl Shuffle wins,
1: and, and that's what I—that's what I thought would win um, when you when you put together the list. So it, no surprise, but um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I like the Super Bowl Shuffle, but it was very specific to that year and that playoff run for the Bears. Or, so
0: kind of, I, but I, it, it, it's it also kind. There. Of, yeah, it's kind of a rallying cry for the bear for the bears, and still to this day, you have people that talk about it all the time. Because, tell me another championship team that has a song like that. There isn't one. Okay, No said.
1: All right. So this week, uh, with the Stanley Cup playoffs starting on Monday or uh, next week we're going to go hockey and I could only really find two songs that really talk about hockey in them. Uh, so it's hit somebody and I want to drive the Zamboni. So with me, I'm not even really that familiar with either of these songs. So I'll make sure to put a link to the YouTube video for both songs into the comment section. Okay. Um, so you can get an accurate given a, a, a vote rather than just choosing one. Um, so Mike, do you see what's coming up next?
0: Is it a left turn, Rich?
1: Yeah, pro it is a left turn, Mike. And what's after that?
0: Is that another left turn?
1: It is, Mike, cuz we're going into the NASCAR Corner presented by Triple-I Sports Cards Incorporated, Moline, Illinois over on 5th Avenue, or you can check them out online on their eBay store, Triple-I Sports Cards Incorporated.
0: Okay, this so, Mike, Last week we were, down, we were go ahead, Mike. Last week we were in Daytona for the GEICO 500. In in Talladega, sorry, Talladega. Your winner was Ross Chastain. Rich, your pick of Chase Briscoe wrecked out way early. Yeah. And uh, Denny Hamlin came in 18th. Chase Briscoe out 38th. Uh, Ross Chastain coming in with another win, smashing yet another watermelon and Mm -hmm. and sharing it with a fan. What do you think? Did you watch much of the race?
1: I did. I think I got. We watched like the tail end of the fur, of the uh, stage one, and then we watched the rest of the race. Um, yeah. I mean, it doesn't surprise me that Chase Bisco wrecked out. That happens at Talladega on the super yep. Speedways. Yep. You never know what's going to happen.
0: I a hundred percent on the the whole thing. I, I it was on the TV. Does that count? Yeah, it counts um i nascar napped through much of this race it was like we talked about last week it was a long week mm-hmm. and i was just we were exhausted and we laid on the couch and we did nothing and we slept and the baby slept and it was a great sunday
1: yeah and the, the nascar nap is what hurts you i think mike because yeah. on the fantasy side well, you won at Talladega, you could have had much more points if you had checked in your garage driver and put him into the lineup. Uh, so on the fantasy side, Mike, uh, as I said before, you won with 164. Um, I came in second with 150. Dupo came in third with 147. The Easers got 144. And the Punkhouse only got 115. Overall, um, I have the lead, but uh the DuPo is catching up as I got 779, uh DuPo has 1757. Seven. And uh Mike, you're still in 5th as you're at 1388, uh well behind the Easers who have 1589. So you got 200 points to make up there, Mike.
0: That's all right. I will do my best.
1: All right, Mike. So we're going over to Dover, the Monster Mile. Yeah. And
0: um, a so a mile face? long track that races like a short track because it's just, it's a rough track. It's hard. You're going to get your Dover stripe. Good luck. It is, it's one of those things. Um, and we will a hundred percent, like it's going to be fun, but uh, watch out. Um, I, Chase Elliott, man. I'm going to take your driver from you.
1: Yeah, he would have been my pick if you hadn't gotten him, if you didn't get the uh, chance to pick first. So I'm going to go with another guy that, uh, looking at the track history, he just seems to be a top-five machine at this track, and uh, I'm going to go with Martin Truex Jr. over at Joe Gibbs.
0: That's a good pick. That is a great pick. Okay, anything else in the NASCAR world that we need to talk about before we head and keep making left turns?
1: You know Kyle Bush seems to be making some uh, was making some con- maybe not controversial but uh, some uh, talking about his future at Joe Gibbs racing over at Talladega yeah when asked well, what, where, where do you see yourself next year? you think you're going to be back next year?" And his response was you're gonna have to talk to Mr. Gibbs about that because he is losing his primary sponsor, Eminem uh, Mars. not it's no fault of his own. They're just choosing to get out of NASCAR sponsorship so it seems like he's going to need to find some new sponsors or he could be looking for a new ride next year.
0: Yeah, sponsors always come. I never worry about sponsors. Uh, when you're in that size of NASCAR, in the, in the top tier of NASCAR, you're going to find a sponsor. That's rarely an issue. The issue comes with, um, with just whether or not the team dynamics work and uh, whether or not Kyle can make that as something that, that makes them happy. But um, we'll see. So, Rich, this has been the NASC... Well, what are your thoughts, I guess? I'm sorry.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I think a, a team as big as Joe Gibbs, I don't see them going down a car just because they they can't afford to, to sponsor a car. But at the same time, it's not like Hendricks where you could slap HendricksCars.com all over Kyle Larson's car. When you were when like when they signed him coming back from his suspension where yep. maybe it was kind of kinda of hard finding sponsors that would want to pick him up right away in his first season back. Yep. But um I've seen some articles around saying that maybe he could jump over to Stuart Haas racing because they supposedly were making a big push for Kyle Larson and just the got kinda got scared off a little bit and Hendricks outbid him for him. So maybe he jumps over to to a to the uh Ford racing machine of Stuart Haas instead. Yeah. At the end of the season.
0: Uh, it'll be, it'll be a slightly controversial no matter where he goes. Cause it is Kyle Busch and in NASCAR fandom, he's kind of one of the hated guys. So check it out. Um, this has been the NASCAR corner presented by triple I sports cards, incorporated Moline, Illinois. Check them out on fifth Avenue for all your sports memorabilia needs or on their eBay store. Once again, that's Triple I Sports Cards Incorporated. Um, so, uh, from making left making. turns on the asphalt to making left turns on the diamond, let's quickly go through the Cubs week, and then we'll get into the to real news about baseball. Uh, so first, the Cubs went two and four, bringing their overall total to eight. And twelve. Um Yeah, not much to talk about this week.
1: Uh no, I that, guess last really. Saturday
0: we can talk about that game? Yeah. Scored all our runs in one game for the week? Pretty much. It seems like they couldn't
1: even mean even mean I was I was just following the game as I was getting updates over the phone. I wasn't listening to it on the radio that day. But it just seemed like reading the recap. It just seems like even the even the outs, even some hits just looped in there, and they just Pittsburgh just could not get anybody out. Yeah, because benefit of it. But when you see when you start seeing scores in the double digits, what's the one thing that goes through your mind, Mike?
0: You got to save some of those for tomorrow.
1: Exactly, save some for tomorrow. And the Cubs just didn't they didn't save any. They they got them win it down in Atlanta. As well a six three come from behind victory in extra innings, it was a nice win against the world champs.
0: Yeah, I just man, it's rough. Well, it uh, and rough. this I whole expect- season, do you expect much more than a two and four record every week? Maybe a two and three, or a three and uh, a three and three. Maybe we'll. I, I think we'll get a few of those this this year, but I don't expect a ton.
1: No, it, it, it's going to be rough. I mean, I, it isn't like they have players coming back from injury. They're not getting much hope off the injured list yeah. either because I don't think Wade Miley is going to be a difference maker when he comes back to the rotation. So, I mean, this year I still think it's a it's about seeing, all right, can what you got in the second half out of Wisdom and Swindell, is, are, are they going to be bench pieces or are they going to be guys on – Cheap on cheap contracts, just taken up, or are they going to be a warm body for the next for this season and next season until you figure out till the prospects that you acquired and all those trades last summer work their way up the minors to come onto the big league roster?
0: Yeah, that's one of those that you, I don't see much promise in the current big league roster. I see some potential, but I don't see much promise. If that makes sense. Um, oh
1: no, it it totally does. I don't think. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me in two years when you start to see when you start to hear talk of all those minor leaguers that we acquired in Triple A and seeing the Iowa Cubs and the Tennessee Smokies how well they're doing because those prospects are starting to round up, yeah. round into form. Um,
0: Speaking of minor that, that, league, that this
1: entire yeah, that this entire roster is totally different in two years
0: yeah speaking of minor leagues we got to talk about it did you get out to see the south bend cubs i did not okay they were in the quad cities this week uh that's why why i bring it up um, okay. i didn't know if you had noticed that or if you knew that um they were supposed to be playing the cubs this week and or the the south bend cubs and i just wasn't sure if you were going to go out and check out some of those guys it's uh, still kind of
1: chilly for for baseball out in the Quad Cities, and uh, so recovering from, still kind of recovering from a cold, and then that, um, that
0: cold wind off the off the river, and I'm yeah, I I, I don't blame you. you. I'm not I'm not saying I blame you. I just was asking. It was something that I heard no. was an opportunity this week. Um, yeah. Okay. So uh, the next thing, on... so uh,
1: news and notes around the MLB. Uh, Miguel Cabrera joined the three thousand hit club. Yeah. One of only six players to have 500 home runs and 3,000 hits. Yeah. I, I, so,
0: great to see. Uh, been a guy that's been uh, in the industry. I mean, been been making great hits for years. Good to see him finally get the payoff that he deserves. Um, I can celebrate him more now that he's not a white suck.
1: He was never a White Sock,
0: Mike. I thought he played in for the Sox
1: one year. Are you thinking of Milky Cabrera? Ah, that's probably it. Um, no, no. Um, uh, Miguel has always been a Tiger and a Marlin.
0: That's right. So, you know, 3,000 hits is huge. Um, good to celebrate that. Uh, yeah. Um but yeah, but
1: uh, Miguel was on the team that uh, broke the Cubs heart back in five. Uh, yeah.
0: Now, uh <laughs> is it wrong that when I first watched the uh the clip, I'm like he's out. Yeah, you see. thought he was going to be an out. No, no. Uh no timeout, it, it no indication of a timeout had been given. When, uh, who is the, who are they playing? Um uh, they were playing the Rockies. When I the think. Rockies player comes over and hands him the ball, and he's not standing on the bag, by the way.
1: <laughs> that would have been ironic if the if the umpires would have called him out. <laughs> I mean, it,
0: it wasn't no, Angel. Her- <laughs> it wasn't Angel Hernandez, so he. Pro- he all the other guys understand that the game is more important than you. So Angel Hernandez would have called him out because he's a. <clears throat> sorry, we'll get off that subject because we don't need to talk about that guy. He doesn't deserve the air that we breathe. Um, we should actually. That talk that would about have that, been like.
1: ironic. That that would have put him up there as a most hated umpire in Detroit, other than the guy that uh, blew a perfect game for uh, for one of their pitchers, Armando Galarraga. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, so in, in lots of things to talk about on, on, with baseball this week, but it, it was just one of those things that I noticed, um, obviously the game is bigger than, and they understand that that moment is bigger than calling an out where a technical out should have been called.
1: I hadn't considered that Mike. So good. eye, good catch on that one. Just
0: saying he technically was out nobody uh nobody called a timeout no it he was just celebrating and the uh first person to him was the guy holding a Rockies player holding the ball who gives him a hug that off the bag what would that be considered rich
1: that would technically be an out he yeah. was off the bag he got tagged with the ball
0: yeah yeah and then they handed him the ball <laughs> yeah but the but, human iglesias were former oh, teammates. yeah yeah no i totally get it and it's i have no problem with it i just that was my first thought when i watched the uh when i watched the clip um oh, all right the second piece of news uh do you want to skip the, do you want to go into the one that i just teased that we don't have on the outline
1: um i, I don't think we'll talk much on the trevor bauer thing so we'll, we'll stick with what we got trevor bauer um, been suspended two years and all the time that he spent on administrative leave does not count towards the suspension. And uh, the, uh I guess yeah. the suspension stems from domestic abuse.
0: Which he's from, now which he's now uh legally disputing.
1: Yes, because they agreed to, I guess, consensual.
0: Yeah, I
1: consensual. Yeah, we're not going to go into all the details consensual violence apparently Yes, um but that the um other party said he took too far but yeah i i I don't think watermelon yeah whether he whether he wins the appeal loses the appeal i don't think any any mlb team is going to touch him i mean he he won the cy young and the uh in the strike shortened season, but other than that he's kind of been really outspoken player, so I, I don't I think he's done, Mike.
0: I don't know. I liked I, I like a lot of his arguments and, and what he points out to and what he brings to the fandom of baseball. But I agree, he's done a lot of stuff that really is going to hurt him in the long run. So, um, either way, uh, that sucks for him. But uh, Watermelon, anybody that gets that joke will understand. Okay. I'm not one of them,
1: folks. Uh, So, Mike, what's the third thing before we kind of go on? The third thing? An even quicker, quick hit of talking (laughs) about the NHL before we go into the draft, Mike.
0: Angel Hernandez blows a game. Not just a call, but if you look at his record for the day, it's one of the worst things we've seen in baseball in years. Less than a 90% accuracy rate in his balls and strikes calls for the day. Less than 90% accuracy. This, he is why the world wants robo umps and by the way he's probably the reason why i i would support robo umps because i don't trust guys like him not to get in there i also don't understand the league is saying well we can't fire him
1: yeah can you say all right you're never you're you're gonna now be a permanent base running empire you're gonna be you're, you can't be behind the plate anymore i yeah. that, that's the thing that i that kind of that i kind of wonder about why is there i mean what sort of ironclad agreement does the umpires union have with the mlb that there's no accountability for the umpires
0: i think the problem there is it's not that there's no you're right there is no accountability that's yes but more importantly why is there no transparency I don't mind if there's not full no I do mind I do I'll say it I mind if there's not some sort of accountability what's the point you're right 100% I don't have a good. Yeah. I don't have a good answer for it Rich
1: I, 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 and that's okay I mean the robo mean Joe West came out and said you know all these robo umps there it's not going to be what everybody thinks it's going to be but at least if it's a robo ump and if you're using a in automated strike zone there's not as much to argue about as saying that he blew that call It's like nope the strike zone's right there it adjusts for the hitter based on their height and whatever so you know what you can't argue with the, with the system that's in place.
0: Yeah, no, I totally agree. I don't understand it. I don't get it. And uh, quite frankly, I don't think that the world deserves it. I It is starting for me to – I hate the concept of it in general, but uh, Angel Hernandez has convinced me.
1: All right, Mike. Anything else in baseball before we talk real quick on hockey – Let's to skip to hockey. Show you
0: Let's okay. go to hockey.
1: Okay. All right, Mike. Our division picks were terrible, Mike. Yeah. Because we didn't get one division winner correct. Nope. Uh, the Atlantic, uh, we both picked Tampa Bay. They made the playoffs, but the Panthers win the division. Yeah. And the Metropolitan, the Carolina Hurricanes win the division. Uh, Mike, you picked the Capitals who made the postseason. I picked the Islanders who are going to miss the playoffs. In the Central, I picked the um, I picked Dallas. You picked Nashville. Both teams made the playoffs, but it's the Avalanche who win the division. And in the Pacific, the Flames won the division. The Golden Knights missed the playoffs for the first time in franchise history. Wow! Um, making it very hard. So our preseason Stanley Cup picks were the Golden Knights versus the Lightning. Um, for yeah, for, yeah, that's my picks. You can't do that one Golden Knights didn't make the playoffs And my postseason pick of the Islanders Over the Stars isn't going to happen As the Islanders aren't making the playoffs So Mike
0: kay. What is your updated pick For the Stanley Cup winners
1: Before uh, the
0: postseason starts on Monday Let's go Toronto Maple Leafs out of the east And the Minnesota Wild Out of the west
1: I like it I mean Toronto's later. Be... On, I, I, Toronto wins Yeah It'd be nice to see the Stanley Cup go back on north of the border. Um, so, yeah, and I like the Wild. They're pretty good this year. They've been pretty good looking at the standings because that's all I look at when it comes to hockey. Um, so, But I'm going to go with the Colorado Avalanche over the Carolina Hurricanes for my Stanley Cup. Okay. Pick. So that'll close the book on hockey for a couple of months as we probably will not revisit hockey until the Stanley Cup playoffs. Start.
0: Okay, let's get into the big, the big talk of the week—the NFL draft. Uh, Rich, you and I had a good thread going on uh, Thursday night. Uh, a little bit less yesterday, but it was where some more impactful stuff for us happened than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's get into um, overall. We're going to overall your thoughts on all of the teams. And then we'll break it down to which teams do you think did the best, which teams did the questionable, maybe not the worst, but you question it a little bit. And then finally Mm -hmm. uh, we'll get to our Bears, uh, what we think of the Bears' picks. So let's start out with overall, what do you think of the draft in Vegas and these first three rounds that we are talking about? Yes, the fourth round just started uh, about uh, 10 minutes ago, 11 minutes ago. So there are picks in, but we are not covering that right now. We don't, uh, we we just don't, we're not going to. Uh, So overall, your thought of Vegas and trades and wide receivers and defense and offense and all of that stuff.
1: A lot of trades, not many quarterbacks drafted. Right. And, um, but as far as like the stage set up there, I would have thought with they were advertising it that they would have had a more open feel with it being in Vegas it looked like when they were just focusing on the on the stage and the fans it looked like they just put up like a temporary almost like airplane hangar and had the draft there would have thought that I mean they made a big deal about it being in like in the Caesars forum and having the Bellagio fountains in the back did you see the Bellagio fountains at, at all Yes. When you're on the stage did
0: you how how were you watching it?
1: I watched it on ABC. Okay. I, don't I didn't even it.
0: realize ABC was broadcasting it. Um, I was watching it on the NFL Network. Okay. And the NFL Network had it, was posted, literally they were, they built a, a studio on top of the Bellagio Fountains. Mm-hmm. So their background was the Bellagio Fountains. Okay.
1: Yeah, so, ABCs. They were. I think they they were out more in the forum. Okay. And where they had the fans, they had more fans in the background. It was yeah. the it was the ESPN ABC college game day crew: Reese Davis, Desmond Howard. Yep. Um, those guys instead. So you. So most of their coverage didn't. Um. Most of their coverage was kind of like more on the human interest side, not not too much on the predictions. This was a great pick. This was oh, I don't know about this pick. Yeah. So you didn't really get that type of coverage on on there. I I had totally forgotten to uh, to turn on Sling to see what other channel what other channel options I had. Yep. I just went
0: with what I had over the year. Yep. No no big deal. Um. Okay. So, uh, what team? Let's start with. Yeah
1: what teams did well i i know mike the there I'll, I'll let is, you go first
0: mike i i don't think there's an argument in it this year uh it's the first time we probably can say this in our lifetime i think there's a already clear-cut winner in the first three rounds of the draft i think there's a clear-cut winner of this draft and that's the new york jets
1: I could agree. I think they got the best corner. They got the right corner for what they want to do with Ahmad Gardner. Garrett Wilson. um, Maybe a little on the small side, but, I mean, I think Jameson Williams might long-term could be the better answer, but if you want a day one guy that you can pencil in, Wilson was the right pick. Okay. Jermaine Johnson. I kept watching the guy slide down the draft board. It was like –
0: why? Why is he slipping? What is what's going on with Johnson that makes you think that he's uh, yeah? And they picked him up. Um, yep. Just, they got a good running back in the second round. Their first three pi- a they had three picks right. They they got no no two they had two picks. They
1: traded back into the first round to get Johnson.
0: Right. They so they had they they had they took three picks in the first round is what I'm saying. They took yeah. three picks in the first round, and all three of them were great picks. Yep, you could easily
1: pencil in those guys' day one starters.
0: I think, in Je- and I, I know we're talking about the Jets in specific, but I think 90% of the first round this year will be day one starters. Now, it's a lot of big uglies. It is a lot of big uglies. And the Jets just, the Jets didn't care. They got they got best guys, they got best, they overall did great, um, and then in the second round, they did, they did well too, and, you know, for a team that is notorious, notorious for having terrible picks in general, you know, getting, getting that running back out of Iowa State, um, was that their only second-round pick, or did they have another one? No, they only had the one.
1: Yeah, they, they had to trade one of their second-round picks to get back into the first round to get Johnson. But they
0: got four picks in the top 36. And I think they hit on all of them. I, I think all four of them are quality picks, and I think all four of them, especially because it's the Jets we're talking about, have a very good likelihood that they're going to end up in the – uh they're going to end up on the Jets. I th- yeah. this, this draft will change what the Jets look like. Um, I think uh, I know that already they increased their, um, they increased their odds to win the NFC East uh, significantly. And that was after day one. I didn't look at it after day two. Um, but if the jets if the jets aren't an a, I don't know who is this year
1: No, yeah I, I would totally give the the jets an a I would
0: almost give them an A plus by the way I, I, you couldn't tell me that you could do better as the jets with what you had
1: no, I probably couldn't
0: okay. So then let's get into... You have actually a few teams on that list of teams that you did well. I actually agree with them. Uh, that So I gave my spiel on the Jets. Your thoughts on the Jets, Rich. I will be quiet and let you talk.
1: No, no, no. I, I like what the Jets did. Um, I kept waiting for somebody to snatch up Johnson. As looking at mock drafts all the way leading up to the drafts. They had Johnson going, I think, almost as high as like 12 or 13. So I kept waiting on teams to... To draft him, he was one guy that I was watching. He's one guy that kept my interest in the draft. Was seeing how far he fell. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you, Mike. I think the Jets. If you had the, if you if I could only pick one, if I had to pick one team that did the best so far, I, it it would have to be the Jets. So another team that that I liked the moves that they did, um, the Eagles. They get a big run-stuffing defensive end in Jordan Davis. In Jordan Davis, uh, because he was involved in a draft-day trade, you almost have to include A.J. Brown. He would have yeah. been the, He's probably better than the wide receivers that, that were available when they picked by the time they picked the second time around. How about their first it's, pick
0: in, in Cam Jorgen?
1: They, it's a good value pick in the second round. You needed it at the center. Yeah. Jason Kelsey's getting older, so draft his replacement and N'Kobe Dean. The guy that many have projected going in the first round until he got injured in his pro day. So I I overall I mean I really like their picks. Even even if you take AJ Brown out of the equation, they they've had some good picks. Um yep. another team that I like, the Tennessee Titans. They had some great picks too. I mean they get a younger, cheaper version of AJ Brown and Trevon Burks and even the rest of their picks were really good for what they needed. Getting a a good corner in McCarry, good tight a good offensive tackle in Pretit Breer who the Bears could have drafted in the second round but chose not to and they get a project quarterback who many people picked would be the first quarterback off the board in Malik Willis in the third round.
0: Yeah, we got to talk about that too. Uh, we haven't gotten to that yeah. part yet. But, uh, yeah, um, I, I I like – I think the Titans did what the Titans needed to do. I don't think they are – I don't think they're a team that – I think they're a, a low A, not a not a, like a – they're like a ninety-one. Yeah, I, I give them an A minus for what they did. They're in an at A minus. I think the Jets are an A to an A plus. I think the Eagles are probably an a solid A if not a a half plus. They're right on the cusp of being between A plus and A. Um, let's get to the other. Two, let's get to the other two teams you, you wanted to talk about. Yeah, the Detroit Lions. Wow. They
1: had to have been rushing to the draft. They 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 had to have had the commissioner on speed dial to get that pick in. Yeah. When they got a chance to pounce on probably the best player in the draft, Hutchinson. Yeah, I (sighs) When I was trying to do a mock draft, which we didn't really get to share, I was trying to find ways to get Hutchinson to the Lions being just wanting to keep him in state. So it's a great find for them.
0: Yeah. It's that's one of those things that um, he will be a impactful player immediately for them.
1: Yeah. And they probably get the best wide receiver in the draft in Jamison Williams. You you might not see him till like the tail end of the year because he's injured, but
0: yeah, but that's okay. You're looking. The Lions are okay. You're looking long-term. You were just getting ready to say it. Um, And they, I mean, they gave up their 32nd overall pick uh, to get that pick from, that was from the Vikings. Um, Yeah, I, those two picks in and of themselves give them a solid A, right? Like, that gives them a 95 at least. Um, And then I didn't, I actually didn't get to see what they did in the second round or if they did anything in the second round or third round.
1: Um, defensive end josh uh pascal from kentucky not bad that's actually don't think a kentucky decent you don't pick. think a kentucky has a as a defensive end but i mean they they got two new edge rushers on the back end so yeah that's good and kirby joseph from uh ellen
0: yeah nice um so overall i think they're sitting at a solid 95 to 90 i, I would say a 95
1: yeah and then I liked what the Ravens did. They filled a lot of holes and got good players. The Ravens did fill out their
0: roster. The Ravens did what every team should do. Now, not every team is going to be able to do what the Jets did. Not every team is going to be able is going to trade like the Lions did. The Ravens did a lot of trading too, though. That's one thing they that did. they did. But even beyond that they filled the holes they needed to fill. And they drafted the best on the board when they did. Which means they got exactly who they needed when they needed to get them. They didn't reach. They didn't undercut themselves. They got everyone they needed when they needed them.
1: Yeah, the the only problem that I see with the Ravens roster right now, while all those guys are going to come in and be impactful players maybe not david uh but because he, yeah. he's probably gonna have the red shirt because of the injury that he has but it, you can by wait. the way
0: got that on his pro day
1: yeah but who who's uh lamar jackson they they kind of uh, upset lamar jackson when they traded away his best wide receiver to be able to get the draft pick just to uh select kyle hamilton
0: yeah so, so that's, been, that's the discussion. Um, wide receivers. Let's Again, we're doing this off the top of our heads. So I'm, I'm asking these questions, Rich, and it's mostly off the top of my head. Name five wide receivers in the last 10 years that were in the top two rounds that are – basically, wide receivers are a dime a dozen, right? This is what I'm trying to say okay now yes great over the top you're but how many of those great over the top guys do we actually have in the league three maybe five that that the wide receiver themselves completely changes the game
1: yeah i can give you that one Okay. wide receivers are starting to become a really good, a premium position again, though. It is
0: and hundred percent is. It's important to have good wide receivers, but how many teams? How do you need those over the top wide receivers? Yes, you need a one, but you can get a one. There are lots of ones. What are considered ones? Now there there might not be. If. I liken it to the the quarterback position. How many elite quarterbacks do you have on your list when you talk about elite quarterbacks?
1: Five, I at least fifteen. I, I don't know. I they're elite. I, I go with elite that, that are in the game right now. Yeah. Okay. I think I, I think I can go. I think I can get to eight to ten. Okay.
0: Are there that many wide receiver elite wide receivers? currently in the game
1: take out I'd probably this draft. Go five or six
0: okay but now, those
1: five or six you could you probably those teams probably found them in the second and third rounds too here's the other side of that. all first round picks
0: how many how many wide receivers are on the field in any given at any given moment depending
1: on the team three to four
0: okay how many quarterbacks are there at any given moment one wow so you're saying the number of elite household name wide receivers not only are there less but there are there are 3 to 4 times as many to pick from Wide receivers yes it is important to have good wide receivers but you don't need elite wide receivers Cuz who are name Three wide receivers that Aaron Rodgers is going to throw to this year. Yep,
1: you got the guy they drafted in Watson, Randall Cobb. Oh,
0: okay. I know Randall Cobb, and oh man. But does it matter? Yeah, it for a good quarter. By the way, what sets Lebron Jackson apart from all the other quarterbacks? He can run. Oh wait! So now you have a guy who can throw the ball, can run. Does he really need elite level wide receivers? He needs guys no, that, no, that are no, going to keep.
1: Doesn't need a Pro Bowl. He doesn't need a Pro Bowl wide receiver on the team, but he still needs guys that are competent wide receivers. And I'm just not seeing the wide receivers on that roster. But, but yeah, I mean, with the way the Ravens offense works, running the football play action passes, you don't necessarily need the all per, you don't need the wide receivers that are going to go to the pro bowl every single year on that particular roster. And I don't yeah. th- even think Hollywood Brown was that was a pro bowl type no. ca- uh, caliber player. Um, as a lot of their, a lot of their offense flows through the tight end position
0: too. So I, I in Baltimore, I think, Yes, there is some negative that that the Raven. There is some question marks in the Ravens, but they still have two months before we even t- start talking about uh, mini camps starting. So, yeah.
1: I mean, there's still some they, time to
0: pick up some guys. They got plenty of time in the later and
1: in the later rounds. They'll they can do develop right. them. So let's start around. talking about some
0: questionable teams. Rich, you are highlighting the most questionable call of Thursday night.
1: Yeah, for me, it's the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, I thought you—I thought
0: you were highlighting the other one, but sure, we'll go with the Jaguars. I'll go with the
1: Jaguars first. I mean, okay. when after when the when after Trayvon Walker got drafted, the key buzzwords that I that I heard kept on hearing, even on the non-like draft-centric player evaluation coverage on ABC, was unlocking potential. Yep. Potential. And, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's the only two I can come up with. I don't remember. I could have swore Maybe there was a third one. Do you draft a guy based on potential at number one when there was a guy that you know what you're getting in Aiden Hutchinson that you could have drafted?
0: It's a, it is a questionable call.
1: Does I mean, he? The the only other thing that they get with Walker over Hutchinson is that he's a little bit more versatile. As you could line him up as a as an edge rusher, as an outside linebacker, flip him inside. He keep him on, keep him as a hand in the dirt defensive end too. But he can um,
0: he is a Swiss Army knife when it comes to being a lineman. When it comes to being a defensive lineman, he can be put anywhere on that line, on that defensive line. He lines up at nose tackle on occasion he lines up as an edge rusher edge rusher on occasion he can be a middle lineman there is no place you can't put you can put him that you got to that you got to worry about it i i have no issues with it but was he the best on the board at that moment no everybody acknowledged it everybody acknowledged it acknowledges that Aiden Hutchinson was the number one person on the on the draft board except for the Jacksonville Jaguars I don't know do we yeah, know do I they know, know what they're doing they there could've... in Jacksonville in general though
1: they're trying to establish that as they I mean were they expecting to were they expecting to have to hire a coach after giving urban Meyer a longer a three or four year deal and some control within the front office? No, I, I don't think they were. And yeah. I mean, I also thought that they could have waited on Devin Lloyd instead of having to move back up into the first round to get him Yeah, with the way the board was flowed with, was, was um, developing. I thought they could have waited and drafted Lloyd and not have the trade with uh Tampa Bay.
0: Yep. Nope. I totally understand. And I totally get it. Okay. Um, let's let's move on from there and move into what I think is the most questionable call of the first round: the New England Patriots.
1: Yeah, I, I can agree with that. Um, they draft a guard
0: from Chattanooga College, I, and not only like I don't normally have a problem with something like that, but the fact that you're the that his he was a, he was labeled a mid third rounder. I, everything I had seen said he was a third round draft pick, and yet they go and draft him in the first round. The biggest reach I've we've ever seen in. In in the history of the draft that we've been part that we've tracked, in my opinion,
1: yeah, I, I can agree. I mean, it, it was a head scratcher. I don't know. I mean, the only thing, the only line of thinking that you can make is that yeah, the Patriots traded down from that position, traded down to get him. Was that maybe they were trying to work the lines and move down again, and there was just nobody to trade with to move down so they drafted the highest player on their board to fill their to fill a need along the offensive line.
0: By the way, we make these statements and we're saying this, but at the same time, the same time we will 100% say in Bill we trust. Cuz has yeah. has Bill Belichick done something that makes you quite that makes you question him? Yes. But does he always make it work out? 9 times out of 10. Yes, he makes it work out. Yeah. I mean
1: if anything, drafting him in the first round instead of trading back and going about drafting him in the second or third round is they do get that extra year of control, that fifth year option. So they can yeah. keep him on a cost controlled rookie deal much longer as a first round pick. Yeah. And I also thought they reached on the wide receiver from, from Baylor who had Yeah. There were other wider there were other wide receivers that were more highly ranked than him. So I mean, the guy's fast. That that's the really the, the thing that that I've seen on him. And but but that's it. I mean, I, I like their pick of a. Of a I think they, I thought they could have filled a need with a cornerback or a cornerback instead of him.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, you have on here, and I I actually made this point uh, to a group of friends that I chat with, or that I, my uh, a group of friends up here. Um, and then I will. I you bring up the next one on your list, and I will give you. Uh, and and we're going to have to start looking at wrapping up fairly soon. But uh, we got oh, okay. a little bit of time. Um,
1: All right. So I'd have to say the Minnesota Vikings. I agree, but they helped. They, they went and helped division rivals, though. The... I mean, granted, Jameson Williams won't be a day one starter, and uh, he probably won't get in until midway. At until the midway point but and then they go and help out aaron Rodgers and the packers as well by swapping picks in the second round with them
0: yep so a friend of the show nick uh, rice uh said because i i questioned it myself i questioned it in a group chat with him in it and he said they turned a couple of picks to have four second round picks um he says that they they really like this draft, and they and he loves the trades. He thinks CN uh, is going to be a beast. I agree. And now they have four chances in the second round uh, and the third round. I think that's a those are very accurate points. Here is some things to, to think about. However, um, they they help divisional rivals now. I would also say that they're they're working. To, they were working to get value picks, mm. and they were not impressed. And they didn't feel like they had the needs of some of these top tier guys. So whether or not you agree with it, I can understand what they're doing. I don't know why you're helping out division rivals. I, maybe those were the only teams calling at the time.
1: Yeah. So, because we're starting to run out of time, um, I'll skip on the Seahawks. Really, the only beef that I have with the Seahawks is that they passed—they probably passed on a good passer, Malik Willis, multiple times. Yeah. But they were fill, But at least they filled holes elsewhere along the roster. I find it kind of curious that they went and traded away. Um, they went and drafted two offensive linemen. And what was the major complaint with Russell Wilson as he was as he was working his way out of town? I don't have an offensive line to protect me. Yep. So at least the next quarterback, the next franchise quarterback that comes into Seattle won't have that problem. Yeah. Mike, who's the last team that you want to talk about that maybe made some questionable decisions before we move on to the Bears?
0: The Green Bay Packers. All right, well like, The gripe with the Packers has been and I, I made the I made the anti argument for this one earlier, by the way. I did, right. and I hundred percent admit it. But the the gripe for the Green Bay Packers has always uh, that they've had for the past two or three years is that they haven't drafted, and they they have not drafted a receiver in the first round since twenty thirteen or something like that. I mean, no, it, it, it's longer than it's that. It's been twenty years. Yeah, it's Mike, been twenty they years. Last
1: drafted a wide receiver in the first.
0: Twenty years, um, they have arguably the greatest passer that we've seen in our lifetime. And I'm I'm not getting into the greatest of all time. That is not what I'm saying. I'm saying his physical skills as a quarterback, his arm, his, his ability to put it into tight positions, Aaron Rodgers is the best at that. But he doesn't have anybody to throw to. And I think he makes everybody around him better Imagine if he had better receivers. Mm-hmm. I think either a they needed to tr- try to trade up and get in that that wide receiver run, or they needed to trade down and get some of those value wide receivers later. Which they got one. They did get one. Yep, that they, they had to trade their two second round picks to get him. But man, but him. I just I'm yeah. not I'm not a fan of what they're doing. Um, at all, and I, uh, yeah. Um, your thoughts on that, Rich? Anything to add? Yeah, I, I can agree
1: with that. I think I don't think too many people saw the linebacker and Walker that they took from Georgia as a first round pick, nope. and they they drafted him. They drafted them there. I like the defensive lineman pick, as a lot of people had Wyatt as a good for as the as a end of round pick. But do they need a defensive lineman? Nope. No not not really if you're Aaron Rodgers I mean Aaron Rodgers said all the same thing I think said the right things when he was talking about how you know our team has a good history of picking second picking receivers in the second round but with the way the wide receiver room looks they needed more than one receiver yeah yep so i thought that they probably should have probably packaged one of those first round picks and one of the second round picks to move up higher in the first round to get a wide receiver and they didn't yeah
0: okay all right we've talked about every other team in the nfc north let's talk about our team the chicago bears rich let's give our emoji uh our thoughts on the emoji rich you first what's your emoji oh a thumbs down okay um my emoji one. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. All right. I mean, I don't. Well, I I don't think it's. I think they got good people at the picks they got. I don't think they are filling the holes that they have a hundred percent.
1: Yeah, ESPN had them that their needs were offensive tackle, wide receiver, offensive guard, defensive end, and inside linebacker. Yep. So who do they draft? Tyler Gordon, yeah. a cornerback from Washington. We, Which I thought I can get behind that. I actually,
0: that one I, I have less of a problem with, and this is why I gave the cross, cross fingers. We have had very terrible uh, corners the last couple of years. And our secondary is suffering from it.
1: Yeah, I, I, I'm totally okay with Tyler Gordon. Okay. A lot of people even thought that he probably, that he should have been the pick, that the Chiefs could have not traded up to get Tyler McDuffie and stayed in there and picked Kyler Gordon instead. So maybe this guy, if the Chiefs don't trade up uh, to get his teammate, maybe they maybe he's playing in Kansas City instead. So I, I'm okay with, I'm totally okay with uh, Gordon. Okay, um, Second round, the second first round pick, Jaquan Brisker, safety from Penn State I, I don't know if there was a need to draft a safety there I that's where I would have taken the wide receiver I would have probably gone with George Pickens
0: now here's some things that the only thing I can think of is the Bears strategy is if we can keep the other team from scoring 20 points we only have to get 21 points Yeah, that's a, that's the only thing I can come up with. That's the only logic that makes sense there, but yeah, I don't I don't buy it. I'm not a fan of it. I'm, I'm i disappointed. They,
1: if they needed a sec, I think if they needed a safety, they could have targeted. They could have gotten the safety in the third round, and in the third round is where we get our wide receiver. But it's probably a name you didn't hear about leading up to the draft. Velis Jones Jr. from the University of Tennessee, twenty-five years
0: old. Mike, yeah.
1: So they're drafting a guy that's
0: going to come in that, made, at the age of most of our and... veterans. Yeah, I. <sighs> they could have said better. I've said I, since I, the end of the uh, since the end of the season. We need to imp- – I've said for five years. I've said for 10 years. I've said for 15 offensive years. Offensive line, offensive line. The thing we'd never do is get a good offensive line. What was the number one position – like, not the number one. The number one was defensive linemen. The number two available this year that didn't get taken as much as one of the other positions, the, the wide receiver, a lot of people would say that's the second – best position in this draft i would argue there were equally number of good offensive linemen to take in this draft equally number of good offensive linemen to take in this draft most of them were not getting picked we saw lots of defensive edge rushers defensive linemen linebackers Mm -hmm. and corners we saw lots of wide receivers we saw a few offensive linemen, but there are st- there were still tons on the board when it came to the second round. The Bears could have improved their offensive line with guys that could start day one this year. Yeah, day one this year we there were guys for us to pick up on day one, and we didn't even look at them. Do they not care that they that they drafted who could be our potential? 20 year quarterback last year they're not going to protect him what's the point go out and pick up you're gonna turn Justin Fields into Jay Cutler because if you're getting sacked every week at record numbers why not go have a smoke on the side of the on the sideline and not care I can't believe what they did. You've you've triggered me, Rich. I'm taking my fingers crossed, giving him a, a double <laughs> thumbs down. Okay. I will be a Jets fan today as, like, a typical Jets fan. I will boo my team's picks. Okay, I got to get off this. Do you got anything right. else to so say about the Bears?
1: I, I don't. I mean, they, there were some good offensive linemen available. I mean,
0: I've said it for 15 years, Rich.
1: Exactly. If anything, I would have almost been happy if they would have passed on the wide receiver and picked up two offensive linemen that went after they selected uh, Jones in the third. Abraham Lucas. Okay. Going to Seattle or even Bernard Ryman who went over to Indianapolis in the third round.
0: Okay, Rich, you ready ready to make the move? spoiler alert spoiler alert spoiler alert if you do not want to hear about the mass Singer for this week it was we appreciate you watching up to this point if you want to listen keep listening here we go rich spoil it for the people
1: all right Mike going home this week was the baby mammoth
0: Ooh. yeah okay
1: so team cuddly loses another one yeah. um and the baby mammoth was Christy Alley from *Weird*.
0: Cheers. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Does she look as haggard as she did the last time I saw her in public?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, she's on. The, she's more on the heavier side. So the weight. She must have gone off the Weight Watchers.
0: I'm not. I wasn't. I didn't say that at all.
1: I. I, I know. I know. So. Maybe it was a good show. I, I'm I'm not seeing where you think Tom Hanks is the space bunny now. I didn't see those. this week, so I can't I can't say. So I, last I know, week I did I know, predict
0: with in Rich and I's text. I predicted Tom Hanks is the space bunny. Uh, there were a lot of clues last week, and I if you want I can tell you why. But there were a lot of clues last week that may, led me to believe it probably that he could be. Um, but we'll see.
1: Yeah, and there's more. You'll see that um, you'll want to watch for the Viper as well. Okay. The Queen Viper. Okay. Or so Queen Viper. Yeah, I guess so. Well, yeah, it'll be the Viper, um, the Space Money, and the uh, the Prince. Okay. The prince Frog in the finals for that group. Once again, a good, bad, ugly.
0: Okay, Rich. Imagine that. There are people watching on Facebook. Or like oh, do you have watch, any? Watch us on Facebook. Do you yeah. have any shout outs that you want to give? No. Matt Erickson, happy birthday, bro. Maddie Erickson, uh, friend of the show. Okay. Other than that, uh, we are at that time. If you are watching on Facebook and you want to take us along with you in the car, check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, including Spotify that now has video podcasts. So you can check us out on video there too as well. Uh, If you are listening to us, if they're listening to us on their podcast choice or podcast place of choice, but they want to see our pretty faces, uh, but they don't like Facebook, Rich, where can they go?
1: Uh, Check us out on YouTube. If Kate. you're a uh YouTube um watcher, I mean you could even put us on a loop and play our episodes to get our watch hours up too. Just hey, that, put us in the background. Yeah,
0: put us in the background. Okay, Rich, what's the time to do?
1: Mike, I think it's time to roll the outro.
0: Broadcasting live from somewhere in Iowa, this is Bald and Dick the Podcast with your hosts, Mike and Rich.